It's good to be back in the Lord's house. Amen. I don't know how your day went today, but I've been praying all day that God would just do something in this place to, tonight. Amen. And just help us. I appreciate the singing. Amen. Tonight. And it really blessed our hearts. Amen. And uh, I don't know uh, where you're at. I don't know your relationship with him. Uh, Brother Jerry preached a message at our church one time. Uh, and uh, along those lines, preacher, uh, trouble at the gate. They're going to be trouble for some people at the gate, amen? And he used that scripture you just quoted, amen, because uh, I'm afraid there's a lot of people. They think they're right. They think they're saved. They hope they're saved. You better know you're saved, amen? Because the moment you leave this world, that's it. Amen? I I haven't found purgatory in here. (laughs) I ain't found a place where you can go and get prayed out of. It ain't in here, amen. That place don't exist. Once you, there's one of two places. Ain't no gray place. Ain't no, amen. It's one of two. You either die and gonna go to heaven or you're gonna die and go to hell. Amen. And I believe this world needs to know that tonight. You better be right when you leave because you can't get right after you leave. Amen. There's gonna be trouble. For some people, I hope you're ready, amen. I, I, I wanted to preach tonight on a message, and I told Brother David uh, earlier, I had my wife out shopping for me. I needed a not-for-sale sign, and I wanted a, a um, what's that other one, a uh, no-trespassing sign. She got all that. It's out there in my truck. But that's what God wanted me to preach. So I didn't tell her, I didn't, don't tell her, cut that part out, I ain't using it. She ran all over town today trying to find this stuff. I had a funeral today, that dear lady, Brother David was a member of my church, I pastored, and Brother David was there, I don't know, a long time. He was my right hand man for me when I was there. And we had a, a lady in our church that passed away, she, 80, I don't know, 80 something years old, 87. And, uh, Taught the same Sunday school class for 34 years. And and was a blessing. I mean, just a blessing to the church. And we had her funeral today. And and we were out on the porch when they take the family out to pray before it starts. We were out on the porch, and because and, we don't, there's no vestibule that who, whoever built that church wasn't thinking ahead. Stand out in the rain and with the family, I guess. You know, they didn't have no place in the church. But this, the former, the, the, the lady at Green's Funeral Home, the director came over there to us, and one of the deacons, Brother Jerry Garman, was standing there with us, and uh, she said, are you one of them? And he said, no, I'm not one of them. She said, you're not a preacher. He said, no, I'm, 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 I'm one of the pallbearers. She said, well, then you need to be over here. So she took him over there because he wasn't one of us. And God just laid a thought on my heart right then. And it, it just stuck with me the whole time I'm trying to preach her funeral. Amen. So I got home about 3 o'clock. So you pray. If you got your Bibles, amen. Second Samuel chapter 20. <laughs> yeah, amen. Second Samuel chapter 20. You find that will stand. Now listen, if I don't pronounce these words just right, it's okay. They don't care. They're dead and gone. <laughs> hey man, they, they don't know. 
Amen. Second Samuel chapter 20, verse 14. I thank the Lord, amen, last night, the church and the offering and, and the privilege, Brother Dennis, to be here. I love your pastor. We've been friends a long time now. And I really believe with all my heart that we're going home soon. I don't know what you got saved for. I got I, I didn't get saved that morning. I've I've told this a hundred times. If I've told it once, I didn't get saved that morning. That man preached on hell and it scared me. And then I accused my my wife, I was just dating her then, of telling him everything I was doing. Because everything I was doing he preached on and then then looked me right in my eyes and said, You're going to hell. I got mad. I'd have fought somebody over that. And I left. But that night I came back and he preached on heaven. And it got, it wasn't like that Sunday morning you could have dropped a pin in that church, Brother Chris. It, it was quiet. And something happened between Sunday morning and Sunday night. <laughs> then people went home and ate something they didn't eat that morning. Because <laughs> when they got back to church that night, it was on. I mean, they shouted. They worshipped. They cried. They prayed. And he said, come like you are. And I'm glad that night I got in. Amen. I got in that night. And I'm glad that I know that I'm in. Amen. Verse 14, are you there? And he went through all the tribes of Israel unto Abel and unto Bethmachah and all the Bariahs and they that were gathered together and went also after him. And they came and besieged him in Abel of Bethmachah. And they cast up a bank against the city and it stood in the trench and all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then cried a wise woman out of the city. Hear, hear, say, I pray you unto Joab, come near hither that I might speak with thee. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Art thou Joab? And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. Then she spake, saying, There won't to speak in old time, saying they shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they ended the matter. I'll explain that in a minute. And one of them that are peaceful and faithful in Israel. Did you get that? She said, I am one of them that are peaceful and faithful in Israel. Did you get that? She said, I am one of them that are peaceful and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, 
Far be it. Far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so. But a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bacchari by name, hath lifted up his head against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went into all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bacchari, and cast it out to Joab, and he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent, and Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Brother Scott, would you lead us in prayer? Father God, we thank you once again for the privilege we have to call on your name. God, we thank you for your presence in the house of God. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Ghost of God tonight, Lord. God, we thank you for the Word of God tonight, Lord. God, I pray for that unction. God, I pray for a touch of God. Lord, would you help me tonight, God, I pray. Lord, that your Word would go forth in this church tonight, God. Do exactly what needs to be done in our hearts tonight, God. Lord, would you revive your people tonight, God. Oh, that we could leave this church house in a different way than we came in here. And God, we'll thank you. And God, we'll praise you, Lord, for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to explain to you before I get into this exactly what just happened now. This is a strange, unusual passage. When I went home and that thought just kept ringing in my my mind, preacher, she said, are you one of them? He said, I'm not one of them. Let me establish the foundation so we can correctly understand what transpires here. Absalom, we know who he is, David's son, has rebelled and tried to overthrow his father by stealing the hearts of the men of Israel, the Bible says. David and his few mighty men have evacuated from Jerusalem. He, he wasn't trying to start a civil war, but really he didn't have any other option, amen, because of what his own son was doing. David and his men refused. David's men refused to let him go out in the battle. His instructions were clear. Do not harm Absalom. And we know the Bible, when you read it, the Bible says uh, uh, that they all went out to war, but David stayed. He sat on the wall of the city, and he looked for one of them men to return because he wanted to hear about what happened out there on the battlefield. And, and sure enough, one of those young men came, the messenger came, and he brings the message to David. How's it going? It's bloody. It's bad. How's my son Absalom? It's not good. And David knew right then, amen, that his son had been killed. News travels to Joab, and the Bible says that the, one of those uh, young men told Joab, who was the leader of David's army, says he's out there, Absalom has hung himself in a tree by his own hair. 
And the Bible says that Joab went out there to where he was and thrust three darts in his heart, killed him. After David, the king, had already told him not to harm him, but he did it anyhow. Joab, this, this vicious man, he didn't care, amen. As David's returning to Jerusalem, this quarrel breaks out between the men of Israel and the men of Judah. Just who is the king now? David's the king, they said. David's the king. And this fellow by the name of Sheba made a claim that he will not worship David. He will not sit under David. He will not accept David as his king. Makes a claim that Israel will have no part of David being king. When you read your Bible, you'll find out, amen, that they, they come against Sheba. They rise against him, David's mighty men. Sheba flees north to a city called Abel. This place we read about in the Word of God, that's where he's at. As he flees to this city, a city known to be a city of wise people. When he gets there, amen, the Bible tells us Joab arrives. They're breaking down the wall. They're going to thrust down the door. They know he's in there. And they're going to bring him out of there if they have to tear the place down to do it. And what I read in your hearing, there's this woman, a city known to be wise, and this wise woman calls for Joab, says, hey, let, 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 we need to talk. Let us reason here. And she begins to talk with him. Says, there's an old saying, if you want to settle an argument, ask advice at the town of Abel. You're about to destroy one of the mother cities. You're, you're, you're about to destroy one of the great cities. Joab says, that's not my intentions. He said, but there's a man in there. There's a man in there who has revolted against the king. There's a man in there. Hey, he's turned against the king. And he tells her, we want him. She says, I'll give you his head. Just don't, don't tear the city down. She said, I'll, she said, I'm one of them. Don't, don't tear the city down. And what I read, she goes back in and to all the people in her wisdom and she tells these men and they cut his head off. Cast it over the city wall. And the Bible says that they went on their way. And I got to thinking about this thought. Don't you want to be one of them? Do you want to be one of them? I know, you're saying one of who? (laughs) This lady in this city, I don't know her name, it didn't say. She's a wise woman. (laughs) 
She had a lot of wisdom. She knew who she belonged to. She, she, she knew what crowd she run with. Some of you, amen, so mixed up, you don't even know what crowd you run with because on Sunday you want to run with God's people, but on Monday you're chasing the devil's people. You ought to settle this thing tonight on who you are. I want to be one of them. Amen. And I got to thinking about this lady. Amen. Listen, don't you want to be one of them, watch this, who fosters? You know what that word means? You know what a foster parent is. It's somebody that encourages or promotes or develops, amen, somebody else. Don't you want to be one of them? This unnamed woman strikes up a conversation with Joab. I mean the most vicious man around that town, around that land. Amen. She strikes up a conversation with him and says, listen to the words of thine handmaid. In other words, words she says uh, amen and she calls herself uh, a female slave or a servant uh, and she realizes uh, at that moment that in herself uh, she has the potential of saving her people Don't you want to be one of them tonight? Amen. That can foster one of these kids. That we have the potential. Amen. The wisdom that God has given us. The understanding that God has given us. That what we have could save their lives. Don't you want to be one of them? Amen. I don't want to be one of them that runs them off. I don't want to be one of them that scatters the flock. I don't want to be one of them, amen, that don't, that don't bring them in. Amen. We ought to be one of them that wants to help and realize that God has given us the potential, amen, of saving our nation, amen. America's in trouble, amen. America right now is in the worst condition it's ever been economically Physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, you name it, we're bad, amen. And you know who's got the potential of saving it? It ain't sitting in a White House. No, 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 no. They're sitting in a church house. Hey man, they're all over this land tonight. Hey man, God give us something a long time ago. Hey man, it dwells on the inside of us. Hey man, this woman realized she had the, 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 the potential to help rescue. Hey man, don't you want to help rescue the hurting? There's millions. They're all around us and they're hurting, Benny. On the inside, they've been hurt. They've been hurt in church. They've been hurt outside of church. They've been hurt everywhere around us. There's hurting people tonight and we've got the potential to help them tonight amen we've got the potential of helping those that are hurting here it is to restore the broken amen there's families that are broken there's women that are broken there's men that are broken there's children that are broken amen and within us God gave us something and we've got the potential she realized talking to the most ruthless man in that land that I've got something I can help save my people amen she just wanted to foster amen she just realized amen that she could help she just realized Amen. That she could, hey, refresh the week. How many have lost their spiritual strength in this battle, y'all? 
over the last two years and they haven't even got enough strength to get back to church. Amen. Something's happened and we're losing a lot. And listen, she comes to Joab and strikes up a conversation with him and says, wait a minute. Amen. I'm just a, I'm just a handmaid. I'm just a slave or a servant. And she realized that potential that she had that could help save her people. God help us to realize what we really got amen if you don't believe it'll work you ought to go home if you don't believe God can do it you ought to close your Bible amen if you don't believe God can I believe my God can do anything is there anything too hard for God absolutely not amen do we not believe it anymore do, do, do you not want to be one of those? Uh, amen. Are we willing to foster, take a young one under our wing? Uh, I mean, speak stuff into them uh, that would encourage them uh, and help them to overcome. Uh, amen. When things get rough. Amen. I believe this woman departed some things that day. Amen. And to the hearts of her people, we got to cut his head off. They didn't know him, but they listened to her. Hey man, and there's somebody out there that needs to hear you. Hey man, and hear what you've got to say. And I think it's time that God's people rise up. Hey man, and begin to speak out and realize we've got the potential to help somebody on the job. You've got the potential to help somebody in your family. Then why are we so silent tonight? Why have we grown silent in this generation? Why, why, why has the church grown silent when there's, a, there's an all-out war going on right now? There's a battle taking place, amen. And God has called us. Hey, God help us, amen. The enemy, oh, here it is, has come in our camp. Amen. But we've got the potential, amen, of driving him out. Amen. If God's people would just rise up and be God's people, Amen. And realize what we've got. The potential, amen, to overcome this thing. The potential. Amen, cut it. That's what David did. Cut his head off. But I just think I'll wound him. He'll be out wounded. Yeah, that's your problem. You want to give him a blanket and a bottle. You You better take that tent stake and drive it through his heart. Amen. Giving, giving the enemy a blanket and a bottle ain't going to help you. You know why? Because he's going to wake up. Right. Hey, Amen. She realized it. She took that tent peg. Y'all need to read y'all's Bible. And jabbed it through his head. Amen. Right through it. Killed him. Amen. Do, are you willing tonight to be a foster? Somebody that's willing to encourage somebody else. I don't want to discourage you tonight. I don't want to discourage God's men. I don't want to discourage God's people. Amen. That's not what we're here for. We are here to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world and let them know there's hope and there's help. Amen. We ought to be fosters tonight. Don't you want to be one of them? Hey, watch this, verse 18. Verse 18, the Bible says in verse 18, then she spake. She wasn't silent. Then she spake, saying they were wont to speak in old times, saying they shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they ended the matter. Boy, I got to thinking about this. (laughs) 
Don't, don't, don't you want to be one of them that's forged? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, we know very, very little about this woman. Amen. We don't know what she looks like. We don't know her family. We don't know her age. But what we do know is that she she had a, had required a lot of wisdom, hey man, from the Lord. And, and I would say that most of our wisdom, hey man, I don't know about where yours comes from, but what I've learned in the thirty nine years has come from all my trials, all my sufferings, all my heartaches, and the things I've had to go through as a child of God. Amen. I didn't get it out of a book. They didn't give me no. They didn't give me a, a book with directions. Amen. With a blueprint on this thing of what to do when the enemy attacks. Amen. They didn't give me nothing, preacher, with what to do when when your daughter's sick or your daughter's been attacked or your family's been attacked. Amen. There's no manual on that, but there's a God up in heaven that will instruct you with wisdom when you here it is when He puts you in the fire and pulls you out and puts you back in. And pulls you out and puts you back yep. in. Yep. Forged in the fire. Some of us don't want to get forged. Some people don't want to be put in the fire. I don't want to serve God like that. If I got to go through that, I don't want to go through that. And your kids ain't never going to learn anything about God. Because my children have learned a lot by what our family has gone through. With God. Hey man, uh, in and out, in and out of the fire. It's forged in the fire. History Channel. There, there's a, a show that comes on. And it's called Forged in the Fire. Have y'all watched it? Some of you men. I like it. Hey man, the, the, what, the, what, it's, what it's about, hey man... These these men, these wannabe swordsmiths, you would say it like that, they, they're in a competition and, and their task is to make a different sword or a different knife. And so what they do is they take that piece of metal and they put it in that fire until it gets so hot and it turns red. And it gets to that place, amen, that it softens that metal so they can sharpen that metal. Some of you need to let God put you back in the fire, amen, because your spiritual sword's grown, amen, dull on God tonight. You might even be like the man, amen, that lost his, amen, down there in the river somewhere and you're just beating around with a stick and you ain't getting nothing done for God, amen. Amen. No, we need to get back in the fire yes, sir. where it softens that metal. Where they can they 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 can sharpen it, man. And then they take it out and take a hammer to it. <laughs> and they beat that thing until it takes shape of yeah. what they want it yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> Are you willing tonight? I mean we need revival, y'all. <laughs> Are you willing to let God put you in the fire? Amen. That God can pull you out and put you back in. Amen. Where God can mold you. It softens your heart. It'll do something for you. That God can mold you and fashion you into what God wants you to be. Amen. I don't, I don't blame God for the trials. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord, for every trial that we've had to go through down here. He said, if my people, uh, amen, uh, if you're going to live godly in this present world, uh, he said, you're going to suffer persecution. Uh, Hey, maybe that's why some ain't wanting to live godly anymore. Hey, they're tired of suffering the persecution. Uh, I've got news for you. Uh, He suffered for us. Uh, Can we not suffer a little bit for him? Amen. Forged in the fire, and they begin to beat it. Amen. Until it begins to shape, take form of what they want it to be. Are you what God wants you to be? Are you? Then maybe he needs to put you back in the fire. Purify you. Get everything out of that metal that contaminates that metal. That you can't sharpen it. And you can't use it for the intent of what it's to be used for. Oh, my gosh. Hey, man, God's wanting to use some of you. Hey, man, but he can't use you. Hey, man, because you won't let him. You won't let him take you and mold you into what you need to be so he can use you. Amen. It starts in the trials. It starts in the hay in the valley. It starts on the battlefield. Strikes up conversation. Some of you need to have a conversation tonight. Would you help me? Amen. How are you ever going to trust God if you can't trust Him in your trials? How are you ever going to know you can trust God if you don't ever go through anything? Amen. And there's people sitting on church pews that don't want to go there. They don't want to go through that, Scott. They don't want to go through the fires like that. They don't want to go through suffering like that. They don't want to go through any persecution. Just let me sit comfortable on the church pew. And you can do that. You can do that. Come on. That's what he said, y'all. He said, if my people, amen, are going to live godly in this present world, he said, they shall suffer persecution. Amen. Listen, when's the last time that a trial came? I'm talking about one that came to your house. Hey, man, the last time, I don't know about you, I was weak. Hey, man, I met physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually weak. Hey, man, in the midst of what was going on in my home, in the midst of what was going on in my family, in the midst of what was going on in the church. I'm talking about being weak. Unprepared. Didn't know what hit me when it hit me. But I'm glad through that. I'm glad through what I've went through and through what I've been through that God gave me wisdom. Hey man, that the next time it came, I was prepared and I knew how to handle it. And I knew what to do, amen. 
Oh, God, help this family, y'all. Hey, man, listen, some of you. Hey, man, you've been in the fire. You know what it's like. Hey, man, that preacher needs our prayer. That preacher needs God. That preacher needs that. That church, amen. And the next time you, the devil comes, and the next time you go through a trial, hey, man, he's given you wisdom from the last time. And you learn every time you go through one, amen, God gives you something else. Amen, Brother Terry, that the next time it happens and the next time it happens, amen, we are a prepared people. Father, right now, God move. Pray, church. Father, God, you know the need. Tonight, God, Lord, forged in the fire. Help them, God. Persecuted beyond measure. Help them, God. Moving this home. Help them, God. Moving this family tonight, God. Help them, God. Moving this church, God. Help them, God. <coughs> Do you want to be one of them? Do you want to be one of them? Forged in the fire. Fosters, fosters people all the time. Trying to encourage, promote. Amen. Going through one thing after another, but you get wisdom and knowledge and understanding that you can help somebody else when they get there. Don't you want to be one of them tonight? We've been sitting on church pews too long. Amen. We've been, here it is. We've been going through the motions too long. I want to be one of them. I, I, I want to be one of them. Amen. I want, to, I want to help foster God's people. I want to help foster the lost. Amen. We want to help foster the wounded and the hurting. Amen. We want, hey, God, help us to be forged in the fire. Oh, here's one. Here's one. Let me give you this one. Do you want to be one of them that's friendly? Amen. Verse 19, in the latter part of verse 19, I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a a mother in Israel. Why will thou swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? She said, I am one of them. She refers to herself as being a peaceable woman. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself to be what? To be what? Don't you want to be one of them? Don't, don't, don't you want to be one of them, a man that's in church, and you want to show friendly, you want to show kindness to everybody around you? Notice. Later in, in the text, she advises the city elders that they to, to resolve this issue, and they heeded her words. Now, I don't want the reputation of those that are always 
in the middle of conflict. I, I don't want a reputation in church, amen, of one of those that's always in the middle of drama. Uh-huh. Come on. This ain't who she was. She wasn't like this. She was a peaceable woman, a servant, the Bible says, a handmaid. And they knew her, and that's why they listened to her. It's hard to listen to somebody that's always stirring up conflict, always stirring up trouble in the church. Hey, man, always causing drama in the church. I don't want to be one of them. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to hang around with one of them. I want to be found of them that are friendly, amen. God help us to get back and love one another and encourage one another. I don't care what church you come from. I don't care what denomination you are. If you love Jesus Christ, if he's your Savior, guess what? Amen, we can. Amen. So much. So much going on right now in this nation. There's so much going on right now around us in our, in our churches, Brother Scott. Uh, amen. I, I mean, so much. Here it is, a word that we don't want to get on, but I'm going to get on. Division. We're, our nation is so divided, preacher. It ain't just our nation. God help us to get up. God help us to wait. It's high time we wake out of sleep. Amen. And realize there's division in the house of God. Amen. And it ain't going to change until we change. Amen. I want to be one of them. Amen. I want to foster. I want to be forged in the fire. I want God to mold me and make me into what he wants me to be. Not what I want to be. I want to be friendly. I want to be friendly to God's people. I want to be friendly to the sinner man. I want to be friendly to the lost. Jesus was a man. The Bible says he ate with sinners. Showed them kindness. Amen. God help us tonight to get back to that place. Paul wrote in, in, to the church at Rome with this in, in Romans six seventeen. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division. Oh, Lord, help us. Amen. And offenses. Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have, have, have learned. And, and vo- here, here's a word. And void them. I don't want to be among those that are known for destruction, disturbing, dividing God's people. I don't want to be one of them when they come into church. Somebody says, oh, oh no, here they come. I don't want to be like that. I want my life to remain like it is. When I come into church of God and in the house of God and I can hug people's necks and shake people's hands. And, amen. And say, I love you and mean it. Amen. Don't you want to be one of them tonight? 
I don't know what you was expecting to get out of this message. <laughs> don't you want to be one of them? Can I ask you a question tonight? Are you one of them? Don't you want to be one of them? The Bible says in verse 19, not, not, only, not only she said, I am one of them that are peaceful, but she said, I'm one of them that is faithful. In a generation that is walking away from God. I mean at a rapid pace too, brother. And it ain't young people that just got saved last Sunday that ain't coming back. It's people that's been sitting on church pews for years and years and years and they've walked away from God and they ain't come back. I don't know about you, but I want to be found faithful. I want to be found faithful to my Lord. I want to be found faithful to my wife. I want to be found faithful to my church. 39 years of serving God, not one time. Not one time has a man of God ever asked me, had to come to my house and ask me why, what's going on, where have you been? Not one. He shouldn't have to, amen. If you got saved and you fell in love with Jesus, then you'll fall in love with Jesus' people, amen. You'll want to be in the house of God. You'll want to be at church. You'll love the body of Christ. You'll embrace the body of Christ. You can't wait to get there, amen. God help us tonight, amen. Something went wrong somewhere. Somebody lost something somewhere. Faithfulness. Ah, y'all better listen. I learned this a long time ago, and when I read it, it scared me. Because the Bible says Jesus is coming back after who? The faithful, what? Few. Boy, that word scared me. It didn't just it just didn't say faithful. He says he's coming back after the faithful few. Amen. Narrow is that way. And there ain't many people on it right now. Some of them used to walk that way. But they got off somewhere. Took a detour somewhere. Hey man, took a took a right turn or took a left turn when it should have took a right turn. But I know this. Uh, hey man, there's a lot of people right now, brother Benny. They ain't faithful. Amen. Amen. She said to this ruthless man that's about to tear down the wall of her city. She said, "Wait a minute." She said, I'm one of them that are peaceful and faithful in Israel. Can you look your children in the face? Can you look your children in the eyes and tell them that you're as faithful to God as you possibly can be? Can you do that tonight? Can you look them in the eyeballs and tell your children that you're doing everything you can to live right for God? 
We're in a mess. And God's people need to get faithful to God again. We need to quit playing church. Amen. And start really living for God. There is a difference, amen. There's a difference in being at church and being in church. Some of you just come into church. Bless God, you need to get in. And you need to get all the way in. Amen. I ain't coming back. Your kind never does. Amen. Faithful. She loved the king. And that day, that day, she does what is necessary to preserve peace in the kingdom. Even... (laughs) If it meant cutting the head off the enemy and getting it out of there. It amazes me now in our churches why they ordain to stand behind that desk and preach that word and call themselves a church. Amen. She saw the she saw it necessary that day to do whatever it took on that day to preserve her people. Hey man, hey listen y'all, the devil's come in and he ain't playing games. Hey man, the devil's come in. Hey man, and he's trying to take out anybody and everybody from the pulpit to the pew and he don't care who you are or who your mama is or who your grandma is. Hey man, he's trying to drag everybody to hell. He's trying to do everything he can to destroy God's kingdom. And it's going to take God's people getting back to being faithful to God. Realizing the necessity, it is urgent right now that we drive the enemy out of the church. Yes, you better get him out of your home. Yes, sir. You better get him out of your heart. Yes, sir. He's coming. You know the story. God, touch him. Bless that man. God, use that man one more time. Amen. Just, just put the unction on him one more time. Amen. God help Howard. God, God moving his heart. God moving his God moving his body. God help him one more time, God. Do it, Jesus, one more time, God. Help him, Lord. Help him, Lord. You know what he's doing? He senses the urgency. Amen. That God better do it one more time. Amen. I'm in a funeral. I'm in a funeral. When God the Holy Ghost is speaking to my mind, and I'm trying to tell them about this woman. And the Holy Ghost is telling me people need to be faithful. Don't you want to be one of them? I want to be one of them. I, 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 don't want, I don't want people to wonder where Richard's at. 
Brother Scott, I don't, want, I don't want you to have to ask my children one day, what happened to your daddy? I don't want people to see my wife in a grocery store one day and say, hey, what, what, wasn't your husband preacher cold? Whatever happened to him? I don't want that to happen. Everything in my life, do I want to be fostered? Yes. I want to encourage people. I want to help people. I want to do everything I can. Especially this younger generation right now. I want to be forced in the fire. Whatever it takes, God, to make me what you want me to be, not what I want to be. Whatever it takes. Are you willing to go that far tonight? Are you willing to ask God to do whatever it takes to get you to the place that God can use you in the way that God wants to use you? Forged. Are you willing to go to that place that you'll go out of your way to say, I'm sorry, and you ain't even done nothing wrong? How many times, preacher? How many times have we had to say it? And never done nothing wrong. Right. Just, just to keep peace in the church. Yeah. Yeah, sir, Some people don't care. That's right. They don't care what they say about him. Mm-hmm. They don't even care what they say to him. Mm-hmm. I'd be careful what I say to him. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen how big he is? Did y'all know tonight he's bigger than a casting? <laughs> I didn't know that till tonight. It's a big man. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> can, can I give you one more? I want to be one of them that's found friendly. I want to be one of them that's found faithful. I mean, it's all right here. In this city... Tucked away in the Bible about a woman. We don't even know her name. We don't know her age. We don't even know what she looks like. But she was forged. She was fostered. She was friendly and she was faithful. Can I give you one more? Don't you want to be one of them that's a fighter? Verse 22, the Bible says, Then the woman went to all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Byron, and cast it out to Joab, and he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent, and Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. I know... I know what you're saying. I, know, I thought the same thing. Wait a minute. Lord, she didn't fight. <laughs> she didn't cut his head off. She didn't lay a hand on him. No. She didn't. But when you read this as a whole, you see that she saw a problem. And that problem lied within her own nation. 
among her own people. And when she saw this problem in her city, and it was her people under siege, it was her people about to be destroyed, she found out who it was. She found out what it was. And when she found out it was Sheba that was in her city that wasn't even a residence of the city. Our Bibles tell us she goes to these men and she asked this question to Joab. What has to be done for you to leave. And Joab tells her. And the Bible says. She goes to these men. Has his head cut off. Her city is spared. And I'm afraid that way too often. We sit idle by. I'm, I'm afraid too often. We sit, we sit by. And we wait on somebody else. We, we want somebody else to get involved. We want somebody else to do it. Yeah. 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 We, we, we set why so, so much on. And there, there's others, amen, that, that come in that don't love the king. They're not loyal to the king. They're not loyal to the church. Yeah. And we just sit by too many times. Why, they wreak havoc. On the man of God. On the people of God. And we don't even say nothing. Don't tell me she wasn't a fighter. At least she had the gumption to get up and say something about it. At least she had the gall to go do something, amen, and help somebody tell somebody, amen, and get the trouble out of the church. I want to be found one of them. The last thing I said at that funeral today, she was faithful. She finished her course. She fought a good fight. Some of you need to get in the fight. Amen. We've got too many of God's people sitting down. And the enemies come in wreaking havoc on your home, wreaking havoc on your family, wreaking havoc in your life, wreaking havoc in the church. And we just sit down. Don't you want to be one of them that's found fighting when the Lord comes? Some people just throwed in the towel, Scott, and gave up a long time ago. Not this woman. Not this woman. She sensed the urgency. Is it going to take the devil knocking your door down? Listen. What's it going to take tonight, y'all, for us to, to wake up and realize what he's doing? Amen. Amen. That God help us tonight. We need to start fostering some kids. We need to get forged in the fire. I need to be friendly in the church. I need to be faithful, amen, to my Lord. And I want to fight this fight, amen. I didn't start it, but bless God, I intend to finish it, amen. As we stand and they come and get us a song.
I don't know about you, but I don't. I want revival. I don't want just a, a week of of, of of services, Brother Scott. I, I don't want to come just a week, Amen. Every night this week and say we had revival. No, I want revival. I need God to change me. I need God to help me. Amen. I, I need God to put fire back in me. I need God to do something in my life tonight. Amen. God's people need to be changed. Amen. How many are willing to come? Let's say God, whatever it takes tonight. Whatever it takes tonight. Whatever it takes in my church. God, whatever it takes. Amen. I need revival. Yes, Lord. I need revival, Lord. I want to have my children. I want to be, I want to, I want to foster them. I want to be forced in this fire. God, would you help me to be friendly? Maybe you need to come and ask God to forgive you. Maybe you're that one that's stirred up trouble in the church. Maybe you're that one that's caused some problems and some divisions, amen. God, help us, amen. They're still coming. My heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You need to come. You need to come. Ask God to do something in your heart. Ask God to do something in your home. Ask God to do something in your church. God, help me to stay on the firing line. Help me, God, to get back on the firing line.